Welcome to Brotaku, anime conversation analysis and debate for the casual viewer and the weeb alike. I'm Ronnie. I'm Joseph. As we stated in the last episode, we're just two friends from high school who really wanted a medium to talk about our anime obsession. So this is it. Brotaku is the name. Anime is the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, this <laughs> plenty of lame, lame one-liners coming from this side of the mic. Anyway, uh, for the rest of eternity. Um, so today, we are actually going to get into the flow of what the average Brotaku episode will be. We're going to pick a topic that is pretty accessible for everyone something that you would either have heard of or might be interested in something that interests us such as music and anime shonen the plight of isekai um anime movies older series that deserve to be revisited you know stuff like that or talking about whether or not shoujo is actually something that you can get into magic girl i'm just kidding (laughs) we're not going to talk about magic girl anime Ever. Uh, cute girls doing cute things. Maybe we might. Madoka Magica is not. I that would bad. like to watch Madoka Magica. I yeah. started to a little while ago, and I got to like episode two. Then I kind of just fell off because I was watching so many other things. So I'd like to get back into Madoka Magica and actually give it the credit I feel like it deserves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There are some okay ones out there. I mean, we are watching, kind of watching a shoujo right now, but uh, Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket. Yeah. Technically, Technically, I mean, it's a classic. It's a remake classic. But yeah. But anyway. Uh, so today, today's topic, we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball, the series in general, which began with Dragon Ball, progressed to Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT, which we will most likely not be talking about for yeah. more than maybe 30 seconds because <laughs> GT is trash, but it does give some interesting implications for the Dragon Ball multiverse and whatnot. And then finally, we're going to be briefly touching on Dragon Ball Super. Neither of us are super hardcore Dragon Ball Super fans, but we've both kind of kept up with the universe and, you know, power scaling and characters and whatnot, seen mm-hmm. a couple of the movies, just stayed in the loop. So that's mainly what, we, what we'll be talking today. I guess kind of to get into it, first and foremost, let's just talk a little bit about the phenomenon that is Dragon Ball and why it's yeah. so important. So I guess Dragon Ball kind of started out, it's considered like the grandfather of like the shonen genre we have now. Yeah. So like you got like the big three, Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. And those were kind of, like, grandfathered in by, like, Dragon Ball kind of, like, paving the way for, like, shonens and, like, this, like, power-up, like, young boy adventure. Yeah. So starting all the way back in 1989 is when Dragon Ball first premiered. So that's such a long time ago. Like, almost, was that, 30 years now? Yeah. It's Jeez, insane. 30 years of Dragon it's, Ball. It's insane. And, like, if you're listening to this... If you're around our age, or a little older, or a little younger, you probably remember, we were talking in the last episode, how big of a deal Naruto was, but I mean, an even bigger deal was Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball was everywhere, mainly Dragon Ball Z, because it was airing at the time, it would show on Toonami a lot, they even redid it by with Dragon Ball Z Kai a few years later, mm-hmm. after they wanted to kind of up the animation quality and get a new generation back into the series. But as Joe said, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball in general really grandfathered in an era of anime that is still ongoing. You know, like whenever you talk about shonen anime, it's impossible to ignore the young male protagonist who powers up to fight for his friends in long epic arcs about his journey. Kind of a key point of all shonen anime is that none of them... really have a point to them more so that it's the adventure that's documented yeah you know like naruto wants to become the hokage i mean up until shippuden ended that was just kind of a far-off goal that was propelling him towards you know whatever else he was doing and you've got like luffy wanting to be the pirate king Mm -hmm. in dragon ball it's just 
the adventures of Goku and his, you know, desire to become stronger. So uh-huh. that's really it. Like, that's the basis. All, like, the saving the world and finding a family, all of that is kind of a byproduct, which is really funny. Like, you yeah. think, like, he'd be, like, trying to save the world as his main goal, but no. Like, if you really look at Goku's character development throughout the entirety of the Dragon Ball series, it's just that he wants to become stronger. Yeah. He's always searching for the stronger fight, like, the sane nature and, like, yeah. like purpose in life is, like, get strong and fight strong enemies. So, like, that's what constantly happens throughout the series, like, starting all the way back at, like, uh, Piccolo in the original and then going to... <laughs> Uh, Frieza, or I guess before that even Raditz, and yeah. like Vegeta, and Nappa, and then to Frieza, and then to Cell, and then Boo, and the androids. So it's <laughs> always just like, it, keeps going. it just keeps going. It's just like, oh, well, I guess the world's in danger. I guess I'll fight these people because I want to, and then yeah. saving the world, like, oh, I guess I did that too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, it just, it just kind of repeats the same cycle. And that's what like all shown anime is, just like really getting is. stronger and fighting bigger and like badder opponents throughout the way. Exactly. I mean, like, you even look at just the great-grandchildren of Dragon Ball, like Black Clover. Mm-hmm. Black Clover, when it first came out, everybody was like, oh, this is just Naruto 2 with worse voice actors. Yeah. You know, like, it's literally a kid wanting to become the Wizard King, which is basically like a the game. Ho- the Hokage. It's just like... <laughs> the it's Hokage just like of that world. The Hokage or the Wizard King or whatever you want. And it's just like, that was influenced by Naruto, which was very heavily influenced by, like, Dragon Ball. You've got... You know, Kishimoto pulling several, several things from from Toriyama. And then, like, you've just got this lineage of directors and, you know, creators just following in the footsteps of what Toriyama originally did, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so I guess, like, along the lines of where Dragon Ball, like, lies in your mind as far as not necessarily what it's done for the genre, but what it is as a whole. I guess kind of give your, give your, your one shot for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Like a summary of like the whole plot. Yeah, but I mean, like, make it interesting. Make it interesting. Yeah. So I guess Dragon Ball is like, it's like the the genesis of many people's like anime's like career. I guess like it's that like in that first look into okay, anime can be cool. I can stay up late at night, nine p.m. as soon as Dragon Ball Z comes on and yeah. watch the third episode of this Frieza fight <laughs> and watch them scream and like have flashbacks and backstory. <laughs> And it's great. I love it. I love the Kamehameha or Kamehameha, whichever you prefer pronunciation. Oh, whatever. But yeah, it's like, it's the, it's a little like bit of you that like still wants to like be a kid and like run around and fight. But at the same time, I guess from a story, story and plot perspective, it's this like eternal quest to like do more and like see more and like get stronger and like advance in like your own way. Mm-hmm. Like it's very relatable. Shonen's are very relatable in that way, especially like our generation, like always kind of wanting to better yourself and push yourself farther and like keep going and keep going and never giving up and that's like the whole like uh point of like shonen is like never giving up and like doing what you can and not letting anybody tell you otherwise yeah i mean that's a, that's a very good just description of dragon ball yeah. just never giving up never giving up if you like could name all of the instances where somebody basically died and then came back yeah. to fight i mean goku actually dies and actually. comes back to fight <laughs> several times in the mm-hmm. series we won't talk about that, but um, I do think that something you brought up was interesting, the fact that not necessarily just Dragon Ball, but Shonen in general really connected with our generation, and something that I think is really important to notice is that, like you said, Dragon Ball really like found a home with a lot of like the young people of our generation. Like You can see its kind of ripples 
throughout society, which I guess we can like actually talk about that a, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, after we talk about maybe some specific arcs in the series, but you've got like Dragon Ball is so ubiquitous that it has even been quoted by like Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, like Pink Matter, he literally like sings Majin Buu. Yeah. You know, like what like knowing that people will get the reference Mm -hmm. and all the time you got people like referring to themselves as like gohan and rap songs and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think that that's really cool that's something that i think really started with like the dragon ball era people who watched these shows as a kid are now growing up which is something that we haven't really seen before it's kind of like how the majority of our generation has all watched spongebob so spongebob memes are like easy because mm-hmm. we all get it because yeah. we all watched it at least like 80% of us or whatever something ridiculous so like the same as with Dragon Ball I, I don't think it's as, as much people watch Dragon Ball but enough people know about Dragon Ball to get the references about Dragon Ball yeah. you could have never watched an anime ever and still know what a Super Saiyan is you could have never watched an anime ever and probably know who Goku is you yeah. know kind of stuff like that This it's like similar like level of just social influence as like a lot of marvel heroes have too you know it's like that's kind of how like i balance the dragon ball influence i'm like superman's a big deal but one of the biggest like debates was like who would win in a fight yeah. superman or goku, goku or superman like, you know now that goku has ultra instinct superman doesn't stand a chance it's just it's hands down goku's got it yeah. period does not matter in my opinion but whatever i, I guess it's really matter. <laughs> uh, but i guess uh Kind of walking back and giving a little bit of context to Dragon Ball and talking about the specific series itself, I guess let's just go back to um, the beginning of Z. So we can kind of give a brief overview of what happened in Dragon Ball, if you remember. Uh, I watched Dragon Ball like my sophomore year of college. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it. So Dragon Ball is basically Goku crashes on planet Earth, like has a head injury or something, or... The concussion and forgets like his purpose is to destroy the earth one day eventually he's like found by this like wandering like old man who like takes him in and cares for him and then he dies and then goku's just off living by himself in the woods where and that's where bulma comes in finds him as she's on a search for the dragon balls to like i guess find them and get a wish and then going from that they uh, go by on. the way she's what she wants to wish for a boyfriend <laughs> yeah that's literally that's literally the yeah <laughs> That's where Yamcha comes in. <laughs> Yamcha was a piece of crap in, yeah. the, in Dragon Ball. Oh. So going from that, they meet characters like Yamcha and Master Roshi and Krillin. And then eventually, I think he ends up fighting like Piccolo at the very end or something. I didn't get I, that far. I don't think he fights Piccolo till Z. No, I think he fights Piccolo at the end of Dragon Ball. Like King Piccolo or like Piccolo Piccolo? King Piccolo. And then he gets like, King Piccolo gets like reincarnated into like new Piccolo. And oh like yeah, DBZ. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically it's just Goku like finding all these new people and going on many adventures, getting stronger, learning the Kamehameha from Master Roshi, becoming friends with the Krillin, uh, meeting uh, Chi-Chi. Starting the Z Fighters. Starting the Z Fighters, yeah. Yeah. With uh, Tien and Yamcha and him and Krillin. Yeah. So, and that's basically like Dragon Ball up to that point and then starts Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So it's like a couple, I mean, Grandpa Go, he, he's training under Grandpa Gohan in the first series, which is important because he then names his child after Grandpa Gohan, which, I mean, if you had just started and only watched Z, you wouldn't really know about a character like him. But 
a lot of really kind of minor things, mainly characters are what spills over from Ball to Z. A lot of the story building and world building is important if you are like a really diehard fan of the series, but you could really just jump into Z and be pretty okay. Yeah. Like, it's just like they give you slight backstory throughout the, you know, arcs of Z about who Goku is and who the Z fighters are. As you go along, um, there's a lot of stuff about like the Red Ribbon Army, yeah. which is like a big factor in like the original Dragon Ball. But like, where that comes in, like sometimes with like in like Dragon Ball Z, with, like the androids and everything, like, like way later in the series, way later, it's like, oh, I assume this was a big thing at one point, but it doesn't really matter now. Yeah, it's just like it's like little tidbits that like kind of like help you like connect things in your mind as to why like the androids are showing up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like. It's Dragon Ball Z, so it doesn't matter. It's just a new opponent. It's just an excuse to bring in somebody stronger. Yeah. Honestly, that's all it is. But, so, starting in Dragon Ball, you kind of have the first arc, which is, I would argue, the Raditz arc is yeah. the first arc. So, you've got Raditz and Nappa, who, we know Nappa comes with Vegeta, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Raditz It's just first. Raditz. So, Raditz comes to Earth to search for Goku, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, find, find his brother Kakarot. Yeah. Kakarot! Kakarot. <laughs> Which is Goku's Saiyan name. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Raditz is not very keen on planet Earth, but Goku is, you know, has his home on planet Earth now. Yeah. Basically forgets who he is, has no desire to destroy Earth because he doesn't know that that's what his job was as a Saiyan. Which there's some insight later to how Goku got to Earth and like how, um, you know, Frieza and the Saiyans and King Vegeta and all of that whatever but basically goku's parents in order to save him from death ship him off to earth and the idea that he'll conquer earth and you know live on but yeah so raditz shows up looking for kakarot this is after piccolo and goku make a reu like reunite and they're like at ends and they're like you know at each other's necks piccolo wants to kill goku um yada 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 and then they end up teaming up to kill raditz because they they think of him as a more important threat and piccolo and goku kind of become friends with this um goku agrees to sacrifice his life for piccolo to use special beam cannon cannon. to destroy raditz and that was a pretty emotional moment i mean you don't really know what's coming in the series but that's like a big that's a big deal it's like you're taking this main character who you followed for this entire like first series and then in like the fifth or like tenth episode or something it's like, oh, he's just sacrificing himself. Yeah, he's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, that just gets you into the process of understanding what Dragon Ball is as a series, because Goku just comes back to life. Yeah, he's just like, the oh, Dragon Balls. it's fine. Like, you just, have, you just have to wish him back. And then yeah. he's off training in, like, the Heaven Realm. I forget yeah. what it's called. King Kai's planet? King Kai's planet. He goes to King Kai, runs down Snake Road for 100 million miles. Yeah. And then... Travels with King Kai and learns the Kaioken. Which is a big deal. Big deal. Another power spike. Yeah, another power spike. <laughs> Helps him out a lot. Uh, but yeah, and then going off of that, now that Goku's gone, Gohan, Goku's son, and Piccolo have this like very like bonding moment where Piccolo is basically training Gohan and teaching him to become like uh, a warrior in order to fight like any more enemies who like might come and like try and like attack Planet Earth while Goku's gone. Mm-hmm. Which is. Very, it's pretty funny in and of itself to see this. Like at this point, Piccolo is a very hardened, um, kind of just man who wanted to kill Goku, doesn't really want to take care of Gohan, thinks he's a weakling, but then eventually, Gohan, 
you know, being a young boy kind of influences Piccolo's heart. It's one yeah. of those very sweet and endearing moments. <laughs> but yeah, so at this stage in the series, everybody's about what? Like moon level, like people can blow up moons. Like yeah. I think Piccolo's Piccolo, special moon cannon Piccolo can blow just blows moon. up the moon kind of. Yeah. Just because <laughs> Gohan's about to transform into like his like ape form. Which yeah, it's a part of what Saiyans can yeah, do. Yeah, Saiyans have monkey tails and then if they look at the if they stare at the full moon, then they can turn the, they like go mad and turn this giant ape and they yeah. just start destroying everything in sight. Yeah. So Piccolo just decides, Oh, I'll just blow up the moon. Easy easy solution. <laughs> And then I'll rip off his tail so it doesn't happen. But the moon's already destroyed, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Which the moon does come back. Eventually. The moon comes back. But uh, yeah, so that's that's one thing about the series. Just to give you a taste of like what where we're going here, people are already blowing up the moon in like the first part of Z. Yeah. Like we're not even we're not even to like the Frieza saga and people are already blowing up the moon. By then we're getting to like solar system multi planet level it's like yeah it's like universal galaxy level yeah <laughs> like once once we get to like super it's literally like you can destroy the entire universe like yeah. universal like realm yeah like it's it's so it's kind of bogus but it's pretty it's pretty bad ace i will say it's pretty cool it's pretty cool but like that's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's we'll, just we'll that's just dragon ball kind of get into that when we talk about shonen and the issues surrounding shonen um, in another episode, because we could talk for an hour about the problems with Shonen yeah. that were caused by Toriyama and his, you know, incessant need to keep on making content for the people. But I guess that's also partially the consumer's fault. But you know, we'll get into that later. But yeah, so we talked about Raditz. That leads into Vegeta, uh-huh. which there's also like a similar theme of Goku's pure heart turning people into friends instead of foes, which yeah. happens sometimes, sometimes doesn't. Actually, it does. I was thinking not with Frieza, but technically Frieza helps them in the Universe 7. Yeah, in the Universe 7 against Jiren, right? Yeah, yeah. which is just funny that like even the one character, I guess Cell, but they just obliterate Cell. They obliterate Cell. So, because he yeah. deserves to be obliterated. And then Boo ends up. Yeah, Oob. After they, yeah. Yeah, so basically that's another that's another theme in Shonen, is like the pure heart of the protagonists will sway the evildoers to join the side of light. Yeah. Uh, Sora, Sora Riku, that's... Sora Riku. Kingdom Hearts is a Shonen. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> is definitely a Shonen. Any way you look at it. That's a Shonen Eye, because Sora's pretty attractive. And, mm-hmm. you know, the animation is really pretty. But, um... So, yes, where were we? Keep getting sidetracked here. Yeah, so... Uh, Vegeta and Nappa. Yeah, Vegeta and Nappa. So, Vegeta and Nappa then show up, and this is kind of the arc where you get the whole... Vegeta, what does this scouter say about his power level? <laughs> the, it's over 9,000! <laughs> Solid anime meme. Solid anime meme. Solid anime meme. One of my Every, Everyone knows that meme. Just everyone like knows that more of the influence of Dragon Ball, just coming back. Everyone knows it's over 9,000. They might not know what it's from... But they know it's over 9,000, whatever it is. Yes, which is pretty incredible, to say the least. But, yeah, so you get Vegeta and Nappa. Goku uses his Kaioken to be a pretty big baller. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where you kind of see some more of Dragon Ball tropes coming in. Vegeta, like, at this point, um, Goku is still off with King Kai, and he's making his way back to Earth, which, obviously, if you walk the million miles down the Snake Road, it's going to take you a while to get back, even though you're flying. So, I think it took Goku like a month to run to King Kai's planet, and then it took him like three or four days to fly back. Something like that. Yeah. I don't really remember. After but... all his training on like the ten times gravity planet <laughs> that was King Kai's planet. He's... Yeah, just a bunch of leveling up BS. Yeah. <laughs> but, so... The hyperbolic time chamber. 
Goku is allowed to come back to planet Earth as a dead person, first and foremost. We need to acknowledge that. So he's given permission by, um, what is it? Is Yinma the... I think so. Yeah. There's like a god of the underworld who like allows Goku to come back to save Earth. And he has this little halo on top of his head so you know he's dead. All that good stuff. But he yeah. can still interact with... Like, it's weird. But uh, Goku flies back because he's so much more powerful in like three or four days. Um, or was it like hours? I don't remember, honestly. The fight could have taken that long. It's DPZ. Yeah. Who knows? I th- it was probably a few hours, honestly. I bet he started flying back in like a day and then like made it there. Yeah, honestly. Who, who knows? But and then I think once he got back to Earth, it was like an hour or so. He had yeah. to fly from wherever like he died to like the new battlefield. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's I think that's right. Or maybe but, instant transmission. I don't know. Does he, I don't think he knows instant transmission at this point. Maybe not. I don't think he does. I think it comes after this. Okay. But <laughs> maybe he learned it. I don't know. Maybe he learned it. Um, so basically, Goku makes it back in the nick of time. Well, I say the nick of time, but Krillin's dead. Krillin's dead. Vegeta kills Krillin, and that's a big deal because Krillin's Goku's best friend at this point. Yeah. And basically, I mean, Krillin was still relevant at this point. Destructo disc was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it is Destructo Disc, right? Or is that Frieza's thing? Destructo Disc is... I actually don't know. Krillin has Destructo Disc. Yeah. Um, Flash Cannon... Is Vegeta. Is Vegeta. So I think that's my what I got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happens, um, and Krillin's dead. But... So, Goku makes it back just in time. Gohan is still alive. Piccolo's dead, I'm pretty sure. Um... And, uh, you know, the other Z fighters are irrelevant at this point. <laughs> Even at this early in the series, the other Z fighters are just irrelevant. Like, Teen Shinhan and, and Yamcha, like, they had their time to shine in Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z is here, and you guys aren't worth much, right, at, at this point. But, so, uh, Goku shows up, and with this big just run-in with Nappa and Vegeta, ends up coming out on top. Defeats Vegeta, he uses Kaioken... And then it's like... Spirit Bomb? No, they don't use Spirit Bomb until Frieza. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically like they have like a Kamehameha versus like... Final Flash? Final Flash, like off kind yeah. of thing. What happens to Nappa? Nappa dies like before they even... Before he even fights Vegeta. Vegeta's oh. just like six Nappa after like the rest of the Z, the Z fighters. And the Z fighters defeat Nappa? I think so. Okay. Alright. So, a major point that we forgot was that Yamcha... <laughs> Yamcha literally dies to the Cybermen, which mm-hmm. we didn't even mention the Cybermen because they're really not important. They're not, they're not relevant except for that one arc. They're not relevant except for the fact that they just body Nappa, not Nappa, they body Yamcha, Yamcha which just lets you know how weak the Z Fighters are compared to the, like, the villains that are coming. Yeah, like the Z Fighters were like pretty strong at the end of like Dragon Ball. Yeah. But now you have like people from like other planets like fighting and it's just like, it's mi- just minus too, Piccolo and yeah. like dynamics but like yeah they're just so weak yeah it's just yamcha especially because he he doesn't even have like key does he no he just uses wolf fang yeah fist. he just uses wolf fang fist and he just no key he's just trash i think he might be able to do like basic key blasts but like that's it. i don't think he can use key blasts i really don't i don't know but yeah yamcha dies <laughs> in a cyberman just jumping onto his back and blowing up <laughs> tian shinhan runs out of energy yeah. and dies um child Tzu self-destructs and dies to save tian but does nothing yeah because tian dies anyway Tien dies anyway piccolo's defeated by napa which yeah. like makes you kind of have this oh oh dang like napa's a big deal moment but then our hero powered up goku returns bodies napa who is then killed by vegeta yeah um, because that's just the same way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But 
And then Goku and Vegeta have this, you know, massively epic standoff. Yeah. Final Flash versus Kamehameha. Goku ends up on top, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple arcs later that Goku's not the one who does the deed. But for the first couple arcs, Goku's the one who does the deed. Goku, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know... Goku refuses to kill Vegeta mm-hmm. because he's kind-hearted. And Vegeta decides to stick around because he wants to get stronger to beat Goku. Yeah. So at this point in the series, Vegeta is still kind of a scumbag hanging around just because he like wants to defeat Kakarot, Kakarot. His, his eternal rival. And as yeah. soon as he becomes stronger than him, he's going to kill him and take over the planet, basically. Um, so all that happens, and then we move into the Frieza arc, which... Is one of the better arcs in Dragon Ball, in my yeah. mind, only outshined by um, the Cell. The Cell. Cell Saga. Yeah, the Cell Saga. Which, like, the Boo Saga is really good, too. But I think that those two specifically are the ones that everybody's familiar with and the ones that everybody loves. Specifically yeah. the Cell Saga. Specifically the Cell Saga. But, yeah, so... But the Frieza arc was, like, one of, has, like, some of the most defining moments in, like, anime history. Yeah, it does. So, like, you go from, like... So, you've used up the Dragon Balls on all the other Z fighters who are worthless, bringing them back to life after mm-hmm. the battle. Mm-hmm. So, Yamcha, Krillin, Tien, Shatsu, Piccolo, they're all back now, yeah. thanks to the Dragon Balls. But yeah. Goku, still not back. So, he can't do anything. Yep. And then, so they decide to go to Planet Namek, which is... Get the pl- <laughs> Namek's Dragon Balls. Get Namek's Dragon Balls, because, like, oh, apparently every planet has Dragon Balls, and these are even better <laughs> than... Earth Dragon Balls. So we'll also, just go to Planet Namek. Also, if you if you get all the Dragon Balls, you summon Shinron. Shinron, who will grant you one wish, which you, we find out later, like in Super primarily, that it's whatever he can do within his power. Yeah. Which there are some things Shinron can't do because there are beings stronger than he is. But just for now, know that if you gather the Dragon Balls, you can basically wish for anything. Yeah. Going from that, show up on Planet Namek. You got everyone there. Krillin, Gohan, Piccolo, Vegeta, Bulma. The whole crew. The whole crew's there. Yeah. I don't know if the Z fighter, the rest of the Z fighters there. I think Yamcha and Tien sit this one out. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're like, t- tired of dying. Because they're trash. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you show up and then you fight um, the Ginyu Force. Oh, the Ginyu Force is... The Ginyu Force yeah. is good. Yeah, they're pretty important as far as just anime. Yeah, so the Ginyu Force is just like Frieza. So Frieza... Was able to like destroy the the Saiyan planet, yeah, which is where Vegeta and Goku are from. Yeah, so they, I mean, so I mean, Goku doesn't remember that, but yeah. Vegeta hates Frieza. Yeah, right. But he ended up like being enslaved by him and like working for him. Yeah, and like that's where they got like their gear and their scouters and everything. That's not like a Saiyan thing. That's like a Frieza thing. Yeah, exactly. So like like Vegeta like hates like Frieza and like wants to like kill him or whatever like in like liberate revenge. the Saiyan race. Yeah, liberate the Saiyan race. So we show up the planet Namek, and like Frieza's like squad is there, also searching for the Dragon Balls for whatever wish they want. So didn't Frieza kill the rest of the Saiyans? Yeah, he destroyed. I'm pretty sure he destroyed like the entire like Saiyan planet. Yeah, yeah, he did. So like, I don't remember. Are are Vegeta and Nappa the last two, or it was? I think it was like the last four were like Vegeta, Nappa, Raditz. Goku, oh, and Goku, and then Raditz died, Nappa died, and now it's like Goku and Vegeta are the last two Saiyans like in existence. Except for Broly, but that's an that's, that's that's another yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, eventually Ginyu Force. That's yes, where we the, were. The Ginyu Force. The Ginyu Force. <laughs> kind of just this like meme squad that's like right under Freeze, like 
Frieza's personal squad that he yeah. likes to send out on missions and stuff. Meme squad. Meme squad. And they do this sick Ginyu pose. <laughs> and it's awesome. And then... Uh, they like they thrash around a couple of the Z fighters. Like they thrash around Krillin a little bit. Yeah. They thrash around Gohan a little bit. Yeah, Captain Ginyu is really the only one that's worth his weight. Yeah, the other four are okay. Ginyu's kind of fearsome. He has this really cool technique where he can do, where he can switch bodies with somebody. Yeah. So he can literally stab himself, deal a ton of damage to himself, and then switch bodies with you. And then he will be fighting you, and then he can switch back into his old body after he kills you, right? Or he just... I think he takes a new body. Oh. Because he switches... Because yeah. he switches and he switches... Goku, they finally get Goku back yeah. by finding the Dragon Balls or whatever. Yeah. So they bring Goku back and Goku starts like... Um, like fighting again. Yeah. Like trying to like help like defeat Frieza. So he's like fighting like Captain Ginyu and Ginyu like turns into Goku. Does that thing. Like hurts himself. Takes a lot of damage. Switches body with Goku. And then... Like, is just going to run off with Goku's body because it's so much stronger than his. Yeah. And then, I forget what exactly happens, but, like, something happens to Goku and he's going to, like, switch back to, like, another body. Because oh, he's about, he's about yeah. to get hit with an insane, yeah. like, blast or something. So he switches bot. He's about to switch bodies. And Does then, he switch back into, into his old no, body? No. Someone throws a frog or something <laughs> in the way of, like, his, like, beam that, like, allows him to switch bodies. And he just switches bodies with this frog. And, like, that's what happens. Well, he switches back into his old body, and then he's going to switch in, like, Vegeta's body or something. Yeah. And then, like, Goku's one throws a frog in the way. Yeah. So then they're in their original bodies, and then Captain Ginyu's just a frog now. Yeah. And that's the destruction of the Ginyu Force. <laughs> that's that how the Ginyu Force goes down. Yeah. Um, then Frieza, you know, gets in a fight with Goku and Vegeta. Um, no, no, no. Frieza gets in a fight with Vegeta, beats Vegeta, and then... Vegeta, as his parting favor, is like, Goku, like, promise me you'll kill Vegeta, right? Like, he killed our whole family, you know, that whole spiel. And Goku's like, yeah, okay. So, Goku goes to fight Frieza, and it's like a really close battle. Goku ends up on top, and then Frieza pulls that classic Shonen card. This isn't even my final form. This isn't even my final form. If you if you take anything away from DBZ, it's this isn't even my final form. Because it's not just Frieza who does this. It's everybody. In the whole world of Shonen. But, Frieza goes to perfect, perfect form. He goes, he goes stage oh, two. stage two. Where he gets that super long head and like big tail. And he's like, even like more jacked. He's like huge. Yeah. Keeps fighting Goku. And then, like, Goku's like still like. Yeah, he goes Kaioken times something ridiculous. Kaioken's kind of times 10, I think it is. Yeah. And then, like, still trading blows. And then Frieza's like, all right, I'm going to end this. And then he goes, his final perfect Frieza form. Perfect Frieza form. Perfect Frieza form. <laughs> Which and is like, probably the Frieza you have seen. Yeah, the white. Slick. Slick. Looks like Me Too Frieza. Yeah. Yeah. And then, after that, Frieza's like, okay, now I'm going to go, like, 100% power perfect form. <laughs> and, and then he goes from, like, small Mewtwo... Like looking guy to like just huge jacked like slick like Frieza yeah and that that ladies and gentlemen is when it happens. Wait, wait. There's more they need to know before we talk about this. <laughs> First and foremost, so once Frieza goes to this like final final form, Goku uses forty times Kaioken Kamehameha 
Yeah. And it's not enough. It's not enough. So basically what you need about Kaioken is it multiplies literally your base power. So Goku is operating at 40 times his base power. 400%. You know, so like he is literally like insane. Well, I guess 4,000%. 4,000%. Like, and, and shoots a, a Kamehameha wave, which I think like amplifies your power by like five or something. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like your pure battle fighting power times a certain amount is like concentrated into a beam. Basically, this should have this would have bodied anybody. This would have taken out anybody that, up to this point in the series, but for some reason Frieza's like, you know, still kicking. So Frieza basically kills everybody. Some of the people like escape and go back, you know, like on a on a, yeah. on a ship or whatever. Yeah. Planet Namek, which they're on is like basically being destroyed around them yeah. as they fight. Frieza is saying he's going to destroy Planet Namek. Yeah, along with Goku. Along with Goku. And that's when that's it happens. That's when it happens. That's when the most iconic moment in all of anime history happens. Yes. Goku Goku reaches down and pulls out one last fighting surge of power from within him, and he screams at the top of his lungs, and he starts to flash, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's just yellow. <laughs> and his hair's spiky. His hair's spiky and yellow, and his eyes are blue. And he's a little buffer. He's a little buffer, and he's, like, just... You can just, like, he's radiating this power just surrounding him. Oh, and he's yeah. gone Super Saiyan. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. has never been achieved before by anyone, I don't think. No, um, never. Yeah. It's, it, it was only a legend at this point. It was only a legend that, yeah. people, that Saiyans could go Super Saiyan. But that Goku didn't even know about. Yeah. He just he was just trying to like muster any strength he had left and ended up like amplifying his power. Well, there is a key here. I think the key, what, what made Goku switch was Rage. Yes. What, I've, what I've read is that Rage is the one key factor that you need to go Super Saiyan. Um, for the first time. For the first time. Like, yeah. once you unlock it, you can, like, access it more easily, but you awaken your Super Saiyan form through rage. Kind of like, kind of like Mangekyo Shangan a little bit. Yeah, kind of. A little, a little bit. A little bit. Not as, like... Not as, like, intense, though. I guess it's like Base Shangan. It's like Base Shangan. Base Shangan, like... Is yeah. awakened by intense emotions. Like, intense emotions, and then Mangekyo is, like, some weird, like, killing your best friend. Mangekyo, I'm pretty sure, is, like, you just have to sustain... Severely emotional... Severe emotional trauma. Yeah. Which is kind of effed up, man. Yeah. I, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, kind of effed up, though. But, yeah, so, Goku accesses this, like, whirlpool of rage within him after he's seen Frieza destroy all of his friends, basically destroy Planet Numek, about to blow it up. Goku kind of goes insane, goes Super Saiyan, which... For those of you who are wondering how much stronger Goku really is at this point, I think Super Saiyan is times 100? Something like that. Something like that. Like, basically, Goku's power at this point is over a million. So, if you don't remember, one arc ago, Goku's power level was somewhere above 9,000. And now, we're talking, like, a million. Yeah. And it gets worse. But, yeah. So, Goku goes Super Saiyan. Goku hadn't reached his final form either, apparently. And just completely bodies Frieza in one of the most satisfying moments in anime history because mind you we've been able to explain this in 10 minutes but this arc probably took 40 episodes yeah 40 episodes this for one like battle a couple took fights. at least 10 yes this one this one little segment took at least 10 um, another downfall shown in anime but it's gotten better it's, got, it's gotten a lot better my hero's pretty good my hero's pretty good but even Black Clover Black Clover I'm Black Clover's better I guess it's, it's getting Back on topic. Back on, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where the iconic Super Saiyan mode comes from. Um, and then, you know, whatever, they get more Dragon Balls and revive everybody, of course, like yeah. they always do. And then you get to the Android slash Cell arc, which is probably um, the 
best arc of Dragon Ball Z? Uh, so it starts out with everyone's kind of back except for Goku. He's yeah. still dead. Goku's still dead. He he ends up blowing up Planet Namek along with Frieza yeah. and dying. He yeah. just takes everything out with him. He's like, no one can live with the spirit bomb, right? With it. Yeah. Yeah. He summons all the power. He gathers all the energy. He puts his hands up and he says, "Citizens of Earth, give, give me, me your energy." energy. <laughs> and basically, just like pulls like a planet. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Is this really the first time? I does. I thought he used it. On, does he not use it for the first time versus Cell? I think he does. No, because Gohan defeats Cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell withstands the spirit bomb. I think that's Does the he? whole point. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't because he's not on Earth. How can he get the power of the people from Earth if he's on Namek? Uh, keep going with the cell saga. I'll look this up. <laughs> okay, so yeah, moving out of the cell saga, one of my per- it's been a favorites. while since we've watched this show. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. But if you want to watch, like, if you don't want to watch the anime at all, go watch Team Four Stars Dragon Ball Abridged. It's really funny. It's funnier if you've seen the show, but it's like it gets you the basic gist of everything, and it's pretty pretty comical to watch. And their cell their cell saga is hilarious. Just it's insane. But so we kind of go to the cell saga, wherein these weird androids start showing up from um, what is it, the Red Ribbon Army? Yeah, yeah. So like the Red Ribbon Army that you would remember from Dragon Ball if you watched it, but doesn't really matter if you don't. And Android 17 and 18 kind of show up and start thrashing people. They're trying to, like, get food for Cell to eat. Yeah. Uh, Cell absorbs people and, like, gets their power from them by consuming them. So Cell isn't awake at this point, and then the androids are just, like, giving everybody a really hard time. And then Trunks shows up for some reason. From the future. To prevent Goku from dying from heart. Heart failure <laughs> which is just completely random like what <laughs> where does that come from i don't know um the super the most powerful like person on earth just gonna die from like like a heart attack heart attack like eating too many cheeseburgers yeah. something stupid but yeah so i looked it up right quick yeah so the first spirit bomb was against vegeta but it was very small uh, and yeah, krillin yeah. threw it because Goku was, like, really weak from, like, gathering Oh, energy. he handed it over to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think, I don't know if it like, hits or misses, but then Krillin dies. And then he does do it against Frieza. Okay. He does. I was right. Okay, okay. And then, yeah, Frieza suffered many injuries, but survived it miraculously. And the next time he does it against Kid Buu. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, makes sense. Got it. I was right. Anyway. Just, just so we all know. Back to the important part. Back to the important part. Back to the Cell Saga. Um, we're kind of running out of time here. We, we wanted to talk about what we were watching this season, too. we got, like, 20 more minutes to talk about Dragon Ball. Okay, okay. Okay, so, back to the Cell Saga. Yeah, so the androids show up, which... The androids are, like, these not... I mean, obviously, the androids, the robots. Um, like, kind of human-style... I guess that's what android means. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Why am I explaining this to you? Um, <laughs> people know what androids are. Yeah, people know what androids are. But they're, like, really powerful. They don't have any, like, transformations or anything. Like, they don't need Kaioken. They don't need, like, all these things to just be straight ballers. They somehow have key, though. They somehow have key. I don't know how they do it. But they do. What's, what's the doctor's name? Uh, Doctor... We're just going to call him Doctor. Doctor, yeah. Yeah, the we're doctor. just going to... The Doctor. Yo, yeah, the doctor. <laughs> He's the one who makes the androids, which you later find out he himself is an android, so kind of crazy. But the androids show up, they're like bodying people. Trunks shows up, saves Goku's life, you know. Dr. Giro. Dr. Giro, there it is. And then basically they amass enough, and they're unable to stop Cell from 
you know, coming into existence. So Cell is brought forth and he starts just destroying the planet. He just is going into towns, sucking people up with his tail, yeah, uh, getting more powerful. And at, at one point he becomes so powerful that he's like, okay, I'm just going to destroy Earth, right? So he goes on national television. He hijacks like a, like a TV station and was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going to destroy this planet. So in a year's time, I am going to hold... Is it a year? Or is it like a week? I think it's like a year. I think it's a year. Yeah. So, Cell just gets to just run rampant for a year. Yeah. That's he, fine. He absorbs though. the androids. Yeah. And gains their power. Yeah. Becoming perfect Cell. And he's like, okay, in a year's time, I am going to hold the Cell games. And if you lose, your planet's gone. But you're, you're probably going to lose. Basically what yeah. he says. Like if anyone so, can defeat me, you win, basically. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Mr. Satan can defeat... Mr. Satan, Mr. Satan is the human, like, WWE-looking martial arts champion of the world who somehow won the world championship because Goku, like, stepped out of bounds or something dumb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, they give it a year. And, basically, Goku and Gohan are like, oh, well, well, dang, like, we need to step up our game. So, Vegeta and Trunks go off and train on their own. And... Gohan and Goku go into the hyperbolic time chamber. The hyperbolic time chamber, which is the most broken part of like this whole anime. Which is like, why haven't they been using the hyperbolic time chamber the whole time? Yeah, I don't know why. I think it has something to do with like what it does to your body after a long, prolonged usage, something Probably, like that. Yeah, I don't know. But basically, you go in the hyperbolic time chamber, and you can train like 50 or 100 times faster... Like, time moves, like, slower, I guess, in the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, I think it's, like, a year's a week or something. Yeah, you can put a whole year of training in, like, two, you can fit it into a week. So you come out, like, a week later, but it's, like, actually you've been training for a year. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. I'm worried. Because, like, if they're given a year to fight Cell, that would mean that they spent 12 years in the hyperbolic time chamber, which does not sound right. I think they only spend a year in the hyperbolic time chamber. So maybe it is a week. I don't know. Uh, one year inside the chamber is equivalent to one day on the outside. So how many... What? So how so maybe many... they just go in for a day, like, they just, like, are training, and then it's like, oh, crap, we need to use the hyperbolic time chamber, and then... So you're saying they train for 364 days, and then go into the hyperbolic time chamber again? And just, I don't know. I don't think that's right. They train in the hyperbolic time chamber, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And We're... they get super strong. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, they get super strong. They actually get... So, Super Saiyan has four levels to it. This is getting a little technical. But, um, basically, yeah. they attain the perfect Super Saiyan form, which means they can sustain it without losing energy. So, they actually become true Super Saiyans at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So, they can just turn on the form willy-nilly and just sustain it. They get all the power-ups from it with none of the detriments of, like, using a ton of energy. Like, some of the other forms, like, uh, the second stage of, of first level Super Saiyan, like, you get this incredible power increase but it drains your energy super fast and you're like really slow so like they find like the perfect balance basically and they go to fight cell and they're goku's doing pretty well against cell um and cell eventually like gets mad and absorbs the uh, absorbs the androids right yeah yeah so cell absorbs the androids to become perfect cell and then like he kills goku basically and then everybody's like well gohan you're the next strongest fighter here so you have to do it and gohan's like the scared teen kid which team gohan is by far my favorite character in the whole series yeah because of this arc because of this arc so basically team gohan like everybody's like gohan you have to do this like you have to step up your father's dead and gohan goes into the ring like is pretty timid starts getting just thrashed by cell yeah and then like 
kind of accesses this rage of his own, which he finds out, like, Goku's main goal is to find stronger opponents and become a better fighter, because yeah. that's, like, the, the Saiyan nature. But Gohan is half-human, which the potential for a half-human, half-Saiyan is actually higher than a Saiyan. Don't know why. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Toriyama, I have this inkling that Gohan was just Toriyama's favorite character. Yeah. And he just was executed poorly in a couple of other ways. But basically, Gohan has the potential to be stronger than his father, but never really is. Except for this one arc. Except for this one time. And then maybe like once another time, that's kind of like mentioned in passing with like Mystic Gohan. But um, Gohan is pushed to his limits and gets Super Saiyan 2, which looks exactly like Super Saiyan 1, except for hair is a tiny bit longer and he's got some electricity kind of buzzing around him. Yeah. And he just goes ham on Cell. Wasn't it? He got his arm cut off by Cell. Yeah, he got his arm so cut off by Cell. So he's just like, like, I guess pissed and just like trying to like, same thing as Goku, just like muster up all he can and then go Super Saiyan 2 in the process. He has a brain aneurysm and goes Super Saiyan 2. Yes. You know, so he was just squatting too hard. But um, yeah, Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2 and basically, long story short, he bodies the heck out of Cell, and Cell's, like, about to destroy the planet. He's just gonna implode or whatever, yeah. right? And then, basically, Gohan's like, no. Like, this isn't how it's gonna happen. And gets in, like, a Kamehameha versus whatever Cell does. Yeah. His yellow piss-looking beam wave that's not a Kamehameha, but it is. Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. Just some special key beam. Yeah, just another key beam. Like, everything in this show is key beams, let's be real. Okay, so... Gohan and Cell get in this, like, matchup against their key beams, and, like, Gohan is exhausted, Cell is, like, pushing back on him, and then the spirit of Goku comes to Gohan in this really sentimental moment, and they just, like, power through and end up defeating Cell. And that, folks, was a very poor explanation of the best arc in Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> But you get the idea. Yeah, now, you get the idea. Now, like, Gohan has, like, surpassed his, like, surpassed Goku in some way. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's something, like, you have to, like, kind of watch and just, mm-hmm. like, understand, like, what's going on. Yeah. Like, obviously, if, like, you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. And, like, like all, like, the, like, just the hype that comes from, like, oh, watching this. All the hype. Just, all like, hype. it's insane. Yeah. Which, which, speaking of, I guess this is a good point because... We'll maybe just touch the Buu Saga. Not going to really go into the depth. Because this is really the climax of the Dragon Ball series in my opinion. But, um, yeah. So, one thing that Dragon Ball really... What made it so accessible to the common person was just how hype it was, man. Like, black people love Dragon Ball. Because it's so... It's just like manly it's hype i guess white people love dragon ball too (laughs) but it's like it's like manly it's hype like it gets you going like it's like something you want to identify with you know like you want to go fight somebody you want to like surpass your limits when you watch dragon ball and they did this like didn't dragon ball do a collab with what was it nike or adidas i think it might have been adidas it was was adidas yeah pro sphere but yeah so like some six shoes came from that but like the reaches of dragon ball into hip-hop and all these other things really come from stuff like the cell saga yeah because like mainly like the cell like people it's just super cool but um i don't know i guess moving out of the boo saga an even stronger enemy approaches who somehow has been existing since the beginning of time his name is Boo, Boo and Baby who brings Boo with him. Yeah. And there's this small little thing about Baby just like possessing people, 
but yeah. whatever. Whatever. It yeah, doesn't matter. doesn't really matter. Just kind of some setup, kind of giving just some plot, fixing some plot holes yep. that were going to arise if they didn't explain it. Before they brought in And then Boo, Boo is like the super powerful alien creature who turns people into candy and <laughs> eats them. And he just starts running rampant around Earth doing that. And then... And then apparently separates from himself somehow yeah. into, like, a good form of Boo. And then, like, the all the evil in Boo is, like, yeah. purged from him. And that Boo turns into, a, like, a different Boo, who then... Majin Boo. Majin Boo, who's, like, all the evil that was, like, in Boo, who, who, which then, like, fights, the like, the good Boo, beats the good Boo... Absorbs the good boo to become kid boo to become kid boo an even stronger form of Majin boo yeah which for some reason kid boo is stronger than like big I it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense it doesn't make sense but it's what happens <laughs> and Goku has another kid named Goten Goten and then Trunks finally comes into existence yeah so the first Trunks was Trunks from the future, future Trunks and Trunks is the child of Vegeta and Bulma Vegeta gets married we kind of. We kind of skipped over, over that, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Vegeta becomes a good guy, basically. The, yeah, Vegeta's a good guy now. He still, like, wants to fight Kakarot every chance he gets in, like, Eternal Rivals kind of thing. Yeah. But now, like, he, like, settles down with Bulma and, like, has a kid. So their first kid, Trunks, like, came from the future to, like, help with Goku and, like, give him the heart medicine and warn about the androids. And then he goes back. And now, like, Trunks is actually born. And Goku has, like, another kid, Goten. Yeah. And they're, like, kids now. Which... Apparently, Goten is the strongest of the three of them. I don't. I don't really know. Goten. I feel like I was, think the strongest at their age. Yeah. Well, I mean, Goten went Super Saiyan at five. When? Goten. Goten goes Super Saiyan at five. Like in this arc, they go Super Saiyan three. Yes, but like before this, like before they fuse, Goten goes Super Saiyan at like five years old. Like that's. Oh like, yeah, I think he went Super Saiyan five. No, 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 no. no <laughs> just no. like no. No, I'm not no. boosted. We're not head. We're not head this stuff right now. Like no, Goten goes Super Saiyan at age five. Yeah, which is pretty insane. Um, and I feel like they just really didn't do a ton with Goten the series as a total, which is kind of upsetting. I feel like all the shortcomings they had with Gohan were just amplified by the way they treated Goten. Yeah. Um, which was really upsetting. So I was looking forward to like what was going to happen with Goten. But I mean, when it comes down to it, Goku's the main character. Yeah. They basically paired Goten and Trunks together as like their own character. Yeah. Basically by like the fusion they do. Yeah. Gotenks. Gotenks. Probably no Gotenks more than you know Goten, honestly. So they basically just like... Well, like, two half-characters, and, like, Gotenks is, like, the full character that they have that comes out in fights. Yeah. Fights, he... So, so Goku basically... So, when you fuse, you multiply your power levels together yeah. instead of adding them together. So, that's why fusion is such a like, an insane technique. There's two ways to fuse. You've got the earrings, and you've got the fusion dance. Basically, all you need to know is that the earrings are a little less powerful, but are more stable, and the fusion dance is, like, way more powerful, but is unstable. And, like, you have to unify your thoughts and your personalities or whatever and then like if you fall out of sync with each other you pop out but goten and trunks are like best friends they've grown up together they both have saiyans as father so like they're a perfect matchup for like the fusion dance and basically goku through his training attains super saiyan 3 yeah which is where the this is what it means to go further beyond memes comes from yeah so and he shows this to goten and trunks and tries to teach it to them which they can't really do to begin with. Yeah. And then eventually, Goku, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, is defeated by Kid Buu, which is like one of the first moments that you see Goku actually get kind of like bodied. Yeah. And 
then it's on the onus is on Gotenks to really do the dirty deed. And Gotenks eventually goes Super Saiyan 3 and fights Boo and should have won, but Gotenks, like, it's a bunch of, it's like two kids fused together. So he gets cocky and basically gives Kid Boo a chance to, like, beat them and does. Yeah. So, like, it just really sucked. But then, basically, I think Goku and Vegeta fusion dance, right? And yeah, then, they, put, they, do, they do earrings and yeah, do Vegito. Yeah, Vegito. And then they, like, go Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan 2, or Super Saiyan 3, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they go 3. I think they went 3. And then they, like, defeat Kid Buu. Yeah. And somehow from that comes Oob. Yeah. I don't okay. remember how that happens. <laughs> so, basically, um, they destroy Buu, and Goku wishes that Buu would come back as a benevolent being. Because he was like, oh, I kind of like that guy. Um, also, if you're going to watch Dragon Ball... Please watch the dub. This is the only time I'm going to tell you to do this. Yeah. But Goku's voice in the sub is as bad as, like, scratching your nails on, like, a like a board. It's I, bad. I tried to watch Super when it first started, and they didn't have the dub out yet, so I just tried to watch the sub, and I, will, I got, like, Rough. five minutes in, and I could not do it. Rough. I could not do it. It's bad. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. But, anyway, so... He does yeah. not sound like the most powerful being in the universe. He sounds like a child. He does. He sounds like a child who, like somehow was smoking for 30 years. Like, I don't know how that correlates, like how a 12-year-old could smoke for 30 years and get smoker's lungs, but that's what Goku sounds like in the sub. But, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Vegito defeats Boo. Oob is born from that. And, basically, that's where the series ends. Goku flies off to, like, train some more, because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. Gohan stays behind and goes to school. And then, like, after all this kind of happens and they wrap the series up, a few years later they come out with GT, which is supposed to be... Right after... Right after the events yeah, of... Boo Saga. Of the Boo Saga. And GT is trash. Just yeah. know that. It doesn't make any sense. It's got a bunch of plot holes. Goku becomes a kid again, and they have to find the black Dragon Balls and the key. <laughs> some weird version of Shinron. And then somehow Goku attains Super Saiyan 4, and for some reason, like, he can turn back into full adult Goku when he uses Super Saiyan 4. Yeah. And it's weird. And then there's, he gets, like... Well, he gets transported in the future, and he's with his, like, granddaughter. Yeah, Pan. Pan. Who's, like, a fourth Saiyan. Fourth Saiyan. And so it's, like, Pan and, like, her granddad, Goku, who's a kid, and then... <laughs> it's weird, man. Somehow... Omega it all Shinron. works out. Omega Shinron. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I remember watching it and I was not really understanding what was going on all the time. But basically, GT was kind of uncanonized. Yeah, they basically said this doesn't this didn't really happen. Yeah, it's a spinoff series is yeah. basically what they were like. And then Super comes in to be the true predecessor, which occurs ten years after the original events. It's like five. Five? Yeah, so like there's still technically room for GT to have existed, but nobody, nobody, like it just doesn't. Like, let's be yeah. honest, it just doesn't. So, yeah. So, we move on to Super, and then, basically, the God of Destruction, Beerus, shows up to have another strong character. It goes from, like, being, like, oh, you have basically everything on Earth and, like, maybe another planet. Like, everyone's more, like, Namek. And then it's, like, oh, well, here's this guy who can destroy planets, like, by sneezing on them. <laughs> and he's, like, the god of the universe. Yeah. But also, there's other universes and, and the other gods between the universes. Also, there are, like, angels who are, like, stronger than the gods. Yeah. For some reason. And then there's, like, the overseer of the entire, like, all the universes named Zeno. And he's, yeah. like, the strongest being. And, like, a bunch of power scaling bullcrap. 
another excuse for Goku and Vegeta to attain Super Saiyan God. And then after Super Saiyan God, it's Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, <laughs> and then Final Instinct, which I read apparently after Goku went Final Instinct, he couldn't, he can't do it anymore. Ultimate Instinct? Yeah. No, he can. No, I re- I'm pretty sure he can't. I think he can. Oh, maybe maybe he can't. I don't know. I just read like something about it when I was reading like some plot synopsis for this, like that he can't do it again. So now that's like. Okay, well, let's train as hard as we can to get like as close as we can to that point that I was. So just allowing more room for like them to like train and go stronger and fight more people. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he'll probably eventually. Like, it's one of those things where they finally realized what was happening, and they finally realized that they made something too OP for them to yeah. handle. They were like, okay, well, if we let Goku use Ultimate Instinct whenever he wants, then he's just as strong as like. Is it Ultimate or Ultra? It's it's Ultra Instinct. Ultra Instinct. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure it's Ultra Instinct. Oh, whatever. We don't watch Super. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, Ultra Instinct makes him as strong as the angels, which is a problem, apparently. Or as yeah. strong as the gods, which obviously, like, they lose their complete, you know, plot device there. So they're like, okay, well, let's just make Goku only be able to use this in these specific situations when his life is threatened and he can, you know, turns over his body to the forces of will or whatever. Um, it's pretty, like... We kind of bad talk Dragon Ball like when it does stuff like this, but when you watch it, it's pretty bad ace. Like it's, it's fun it's to watch. Cool. It's like, fun to watch. It's fun to watch, but like it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that like the writing is kind of bad. Yeah, the writing. Yeah, the writing. There's a lot. There's you, a lot can, you can yeah. animate almost anything to look cool, but like everything after that and before it, and just like kind of trying to explain how all this stuff happens. It's like. Well, you know, we kind of just like it just happened. And then, <laughs> why not? He surpassed his limits. What are you talking about? It's Goku. He just does that thing all sort of all, all the time. It doesn't matter. Dragon Ball is a hype train, and that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it really is. It's fun for like specu- like speculating what characters are stronger than what other characters, and like seeing new forms and whatever. Anyway, any final remarks on Dragon Ball? I think that's about it. We covered all the important plot points and all the things that really mattered and kind of, like, influenced, like, a lot of, like, now anime and, like, past anime since it's just so old. And will inevitably influence future anime as well. Yeah, and will influence, like, many anime watchers today and, like, even, like, culture as, like... Yeah. As the phenomenon it was. Some pretty solid games came from the Dragon Ball series. Dragon Ball Z is a pretty good game. It's a pretty good game. But uh, even before that, like Budokai, Budokai Tenkaichi. Budokai Tenkaichi. Ooh-hoo-hoo. That was a good game. I played, the, I played a lot of that game. Oh, yeah. This is another one of those series that, like, it really makes you want to go out and be the characters. And, like, yeah. So, like, fighting games like Budokai Tenkaichi and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, super good. Similar to Naruto and the way that, like, Ultimate Ninja and Ultimate Ninja Storm and, like, mm-hmm. Clash of the Ninja, like were great games, especially if you played the game, like, watch the series. Yeah. Because it does just a really good job of making you, f- I'm trying to not say feel like Goku, <laughs> but it makes you feel like, it, it, it takes that, like, hype factor of the show and puts it in your hands. Yeah. Games like that do a really good job of taking the hype from the series and putting it in your hands, putting it in your control. And I think that that's the strongest part yeah. of, of those games. At that point, you're kind of like making the anime yourself and like living all these moments that you like just kind of watched and now mm-hmm. like you're like kind of participating them in a way yeah and it like really like drives home that like like relation factor i guess yeah yeah so yeah so that's basically dragon ball that's dragon ball dragon ball z yeah super great not super great very influential series yes super great for hype factor alone if yeah. you can somehow watch only the highlights of dragon ball there's a there's like a a show like dragon ball z kai yeah 
and it's like all like it's a bridge basically where it takes out like all like the filler and all like the bullcrap and like and fights and stuff yeah. and like shortens it down like a ton. Basically, any of these super long shonen enemies we talk about have a bridge version somewhere yeah. out there, so just keep an eye out for them. If you didn't catch them on the first ride, you're probably not going to want to watch 600 episodes, yeah. which is understandable when 300 of them you really don't need to watch. So, so yeah. But that being said, we're going to kind of talk about. I guess we should name this something. The weekly wrap up? I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll think about it. We'll think about it. I'm gonna do a name. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna talk about like since the new season of anime. For those of you who don't know, anime has kind of like been split into like four seasons now. So like winter, spring, summer, fall, where like new anime comes out like yeah. every season. Yeah. So we just started the new like spring season of anime. So there's a lot of new anime out. So we're like kind of watching shows that like started last season or like continuing on or like and new shows that have started this season. So we're kind of just going to take this like last like segment and talk about like what we're watching. What's happening this what's week. What's happening this week. What's you happening know? this week in anime. Give you the deets, Give man. Give you the deets. What, what we're all watching, what you should be on the lookout for. Now, I will admit we're both college students. In the summer, we'll be a little bit better about this. Yeah. But we can't really watch everything. Like, and I wouldn't want to watch everything. We don't get paid to watch anime. No. So I can't sit and watch 20 series every week. But I can watch five or six good ones. Yeah. So... Or five or six ones that are just worth watching to talk about. Yeah. So, I guess I'll let Joe take take it first. What are you watching this week, Joe? Uh, so, I'll talk about one that you haven't seen yet. Uh, one Punch Man Season 2 is out. Uh, big hype from the original One Punch Man, which came out like four or five years ago. Season it's been 1. A, we've been waiting for this we've for a long time. We've been waiting for time. a while. The biggest change that a lot of people have been talking about is the switch of the studio from Madhouse to now uh, JC Staff. I think is what it is now. Never heard of them. Yeah. Apparently, it's like a conglomerate of like a bunch of other studios that have like worked on stuff. Is this being funded by Hulu? Uh, Hulu has the rights. It's still by Viz Media. Okay. But Hulu has the rights to it in America, so you can only watch it on Hulu, which sucks. Or yeah. like some pirating third stream. Like, I, I like couldn't find it. Really? Yeah. It'd probably be up somewhere. I'll probably just have some resume, but yeah, it's not on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll in Europe, but... Not here. So, if you can get a European IP address. Yeah. <laughs> or you can keep signing up for free trials of Hulu. Yeah. Week to week. Uh, you can do that. So, yeah. Uh, watch the first episode when it came out. Thoughts? It was pretty good. The writing was all there. It was funny, like it is. Over the top, kind of dumb, satire, like that we know One Punch Man to be. The animation, I will say, the quality has dropped some. But it was only the first episode, so it wasn't like... There was like a little fight, like just kind of like... It's One Punch Man. Obviously, there's going to be like some fighting and like Saitama just killing something with one punch. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah. So, there was like some of it, but like it wasn't a whole lot. So, they're kind of just like, I feel like they're just kind of testing out like how they want to do like the fights and like the animation for it. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, like you can like kind of, you can't really do like the scale Madhouse can. Yeah. Like with this kind of studio. But I think the like the base is there. And I think once they get going more and get used to it, I feel like it'll amp up a little bit. Who knows? I won't, it probably won't be as good as like last the first season, but it never is the animation. I think the writing is still going to be good. Yeah, obviously, like they're pulling from the manga. I think still, so I think it'll still be good. We'll just see. All right. Well, keep your eyes out for One Punch Man on Hulu. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not sponsored. I feel like we have to say that. There's some code in there. Oh, uh, probably. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the one that I'm watching currently that Joe hasn't seen. 
because, I mean, I, I will eventually watch One Punch Man. I loved the first series, but I just haven't this week, so he got to talk about it and I didn't. And then some of the other ones we'll have more of a discussion on. But one that I'm watching is Midnight Occult Civil Servants, or in Japanese, Mayonaka no Occult Komuin, something like that. I don't know. Something something dumb. Some but um, basically, this is a show that really is pretty average so far. I've got high hopes for it. I've only watched the first episode. It seems interesting. The premise is interesting. After just watching so many isekai last season, it's finally nice to have something that's not an isekai. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's basically like this weird supernatural, you know humans and demons and ghosts and like not creepy ghosts but like spirits which in like japanese culture like spirits are not necessarily like evil or creepy they're just there like everything so has like, a spirit kind of like blue exorcist-esque no because no. like in blue exorcist like it's the devil these are yeah. just like angels and like cat spirits and it's weird it's weird <laughs> um but it's kind of the pacing on the first episode was kind of slow. The exposition was kind of slow. But it was a nice change of pace, I guess, to have an anime that's not throwing stuff at you 24-7. Yeah. Like, most anime these days are trying to cater to the very hyperactive senses that we have as a society right now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of took its time, which was, which was a nice change of pace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it to see where it goes. But as for now, it wouldn't necessarily get a recommendation from me. Um, but, yeah, that's Minato Cold Civil Servants. Uh, one that has been like a lot of talk in like the community and on like Reddit and Twitter I've seen is Fruits Basket. Oh, Fruits Basket, which was like apparently an old manga that had like an anime adaptation like long, long ago, ago that yeah. like a bunch of people watched and now is like I guess a remake version of it. Yeah, and I had never like seen the original or like read the manga. Me either. So I was like, oh, I've heard a lot of talk about this. I'll check it out. So basically, it's just like a slice of life. It's like a shoujo-esque shoujo slice, of slice of life where it's this girl and like she's i guess technically an orphan yeah and like becomes friend like starts living with uh like one of her classmates and like his brother but apparently the brother and the classmate if they get hugged by like from the opposite <laughs> sex so like in her case like she's a girl hugging them a boy they turn into an animal because they're like possessed by zodiac spirits yeah they're possessed by the zodiac spirit so it's like the main like i guess male is like the rat is like yeah like and then the the brother the year the brother's like the year the dog and the other there's another character's like the year the cat that's like not really real but like there's this like folklore legend about the cat (laughs) who like got left out of the zodiac or something kind of strange but it was pretty good it was a pretty fun watch yeah so like here's what i'll say about fruits basket i joe was like told me he was, I, I was not planning on watching it because i like was around when the first i mean we were both around us yeah and you weren't existing but like i was watching anime and people were still talking about the original fruits basket and i like, checked it out and like it was not something i was interested in at the time because i was 14 and when you're 14 and you're a boy watching anime all you want is harem and ecchi. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Harem, ecchi, and shonen. It's all you want to watch because you suck and you're in yeah. junior high. <laughs> if you're in junior high, I'm sorry. You don't suck. This is just my personal experience. I look back on the anime I watched and all the hours I poured into these trash anime. And I feel really bad about it. I feel really bad about it. Yeah. But so I was like, 
ugh, why would I want to watch that? Like, it's just a girl with a bunch of hot dudes around her. But <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I've matured. I've grown up. It's yeah. okay. So um, I took Joe's advice and decided to watch the first episode. And I texted him immediately after. And I was like, dude, that was pretty cute. That's like, pretty cute. I, yeah, I could dig that. Yeah. I like Slice of Life anime. And if you like Slice of Life anime, then it's definitely a good watch. It's like... It sounds like a kind of supernatural magic, but it's really just focused mainly on the slice of life and the interaction yeah. between the characters. Like, I think the whole like zodiac possession is just kind of like a side thing that like might like influence the plot sometimes. But other than that, like it's very much like we're gonna focus on like this girl and like her interactions with like her classmates and like this new boy, her new and, family, like, her new family. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, I hesitate to say family because that's borderline based on what happens. Yeah. But we're not talking about domestic girlfriend here. No, 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 no. <laughs> domestic girlfriend is oh man. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we're gonna have an episode just, just for dedicated <laughs> to spiciness and domestic spicy. girlfriend. Oh, just spicy anime. I'm just sure. Spicy anime. Yeah, spicy anime. Okay, uh, so moving on from Fruits yeah. Basket, a, a readapted classic, nonetheless. I guess. Um, Oh, this Demon Slayer. Good. Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. So, this is really a very interesting anime. Because I, mm-hmm. I, after watching the first couple minutes of the first episode, I really wasn't expecting to like it based on the animation alone. It's kind of this weird hybrid between 2D, 3D animation, but it's really seamless. Yeah. Like, you can't tell it's 3D at, some, at certain points. It's really clean animation. Uh, I agree. The CGI is, like, kind of noticeable at the beginning, but as, like, you keep watching it, I feel like there's enough, like, constantly there, like, in the background to where you just kind of stop noticing it. Yeah. Which is really nice. And then, like, I've watched... Just watching, like, the openers and the endings, like, for these two episodes that have come out, like, the animation style looks really cool. It's really clean. I'm really enjoying the animation style, and I'm excited to see, like, once there's, like, more action and everything, like... Yeah. Kind of, like, the route it takes. Yeah. Which, something to be considered... Because we haven't even really talked about it. We just talked about how pretty it is. Yeah. But um, I really don't want to spoil any of this for you because this is probably... This and, like, Bungo, if you... Well, you can't really watch Bungo if you haven't caught up on season one. Season yeah. Two. But this is, I guess, one of the ones that I would, like, really encourage anybody out there to watch with Us Weekly because it's really... Like, I, I think it's going to turn out to be really good. Yeah, it's probably going to be, like, one of the top dogs of this season. I think sure. so. I think so. It may only be, a, like, a 13 episode but I think it'll be... Maybe, maybe you'll get Maybe you'll get 26. It's getting, um, uh, how many is it getting? It doesn't say. I don't know. It doesn't say how many it's getting, so. But it's kind of like this really, it's it's really cool because it's not set in a time period that I'm used to watching in anime. Yeah. Most anime I watch are like modern or recent modern or like futuristic. And this is like clean, old Japanese folklore historical. Yeah, kind of like, not really... I guess a little earlier than Samurai Shampoo like, yeah. era. Yeah. Like, old folk Japan, like, yeah. 1800s Japan. Yeah, maybe even, like, earlier. Maybe even earlier, yeah. But super, super cool setting. Works really well with the animation style. Mm-hmm. I think if, like, this was the animation style and it was placed in, like, a modern time or futuristic time, I would kind of be off-put by it, by my expectations. But because it's, like, set in a different setting that I'm used to, with different character styles that I'm used to, and a different premise than I'm used to, it really kind of works out. It kind of takes this old Japanese idea of, like, evil, like, spirits, like, Mm -hmm. roaming at night, killing humans, 
Um, that's not a spoiler. They explain that in, like, the first 30 seconds. Yeah. But, basically, something weird happens to the main character, Tanjiro, um, to his family, um, and he ends up becoming a demon slayer, basically. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really cool... Like, there's a cool twist right at the beginning, and kind of interesting, mysterious background about some of the characters in Tanjiro and the world they're living in, and that's probably something that's going to be a real key point in what makes this anime, like, make you keep coming back, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It's a good show. It is a good show. Uh, what do we got left? Bungo? I think... Yeah, Bungo's it. Bungo's it. So... Bungo Stray Dogs, Season 3. Ronnie actually introduced me to this, I guess, last year. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, he said, you gotta check out you gotta check out Bungo Stray Dogs. And I said, okay, I will. So I watched the first season, and it was really good. And I watched the second season, and it was even better. Even better. They do, this, they do this thing, which I think they're doing with the third season right now. It's yeah. where they kind of, like, take the characters that you know from, like, the first season and have, like, established, and then, like, kind of, like, go back in time and mm-hmm. see, like, how they kind of got to where they are now. And, like, explaining some, like, plot lines you wouldn't necessarily know unless, like, you did, like, take a step back and, like, go, like, to a different, like, arc kind of in a way. Yeah. And, like, even showing us characters that we, like, we would have no idea about. Yeah. But how they influence, like, the main characters that we see and we know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what they're doing with this, like, first episode is they've kind of, like, taken uh, Dazai and, like, his, like, start and, like, how, like, Port Mafia kind of got to where it is now mm-hmm. and like following him and like his partner in Port Mafia and like their starting and like their relationship and everything. Yeah. So super, really, super, super good. I'm really excited to see like where it goes. Soundtrack and Bungo, super good. Yeah. We'll probably visit it in our music and anime yeah. pod. But um, yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen Bungo Stray Dogs and are interested in it, I think a good pitch for it is that it's really kind of a different flavor than a lot of the anime out yeah. there. It's... It's a sign-in, it's, so it's like more got more serious undertones. It's pretty dark at times, and it's not only focused solely on combat. There's a lot of really important character development mm-hmm. and like really like kind of moral and like the moral implications of characters' actions are actually taken for full face value in this anime. And yeah. like you have these dilemmas of people working for like a mafia, but inherently want to do something good or like are told to kill people for no reason like it's pretty deep but yeah i think one of the strongest parts about bungo stray dogs is the strength of the cast Mm -hmm. and how they really there's two really characters that they develop um and joe like mentioned one of them dazai and there's another character that you'll like meet if you watch the show but it's like super good it's not really the same kind of fighting styles and characters as other anime it's kind of like mystery it's kind of got, it has like a it has like a kind of a Sherlock feel to some of the episodes too. Yeah, so like the main like cast is like based in like a detective agency, and then like they're basically like against the mafia, yeah, and like like other like different organizations like that. So it's got a cool like kind of like premise like, oh, you've got all these people, like in this like detective agency like trying to like stop the mafia, yeah, but they're also like they also have like superpowers kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's like hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but they're not like, they're like they call them gifted and like. Everyone can do, like, something different, but, like, not everybody can, like... The rest of the world, like... There's a very few amount of people, like, in the world who actually, like, have who these actually gifts. are gifted, yeah. And so, yeah. So, think, like, My Hero, but instead of 85% of the population has a quirk... Yeah. 15% of the population has a quirk, and they're a lot more creative. Like, one guy can turn 
materials into reality by like drawing them on a piece of paper he like writes the word yeah as long as it can like fit like if it's bigger if it's smaller or the same size as the piece of paper he's writing it on like it can like he can like make it appear or something yeah it's just pretty cool yeah and then you've got like another guy who can basically sherlock holmes the hell out of somebody and like take all like the clues given at like a certain scene and predict what actually happened yeah so there's like a lot of really cool like superpowers or whatnot that you don't really see in other anime. It's mm-hmm. not like the simple, oh, this guy can amplify his power by a hundred times. Yeah, this it's, guy's super strong, or this guy can fly, or this yeah. guy can breathe fire. It's like really kind of quirky, interesting, mystery, sign in, dark, good music. It's yeah. like. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of like Bebop. Yeah. I I'd want- say it's like Bebop and Soul Eater mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good compare. I didn't think about Soul Eater, but I I, I, I well, can see it because it's made by Bones, and yeah. Bones also did Soul Eater. That's true. I mean, Bones did My Hero as well, but like you can see, probably whatever development team in Bones worked on Soul Eater, probably also was working on Bungo because there's a lot of similar music, a lot mm-hmm. of similar vibes, and a lot of similar animation too. Like the character styles remind me a lot of of Soul Eater. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, takeaways: watch Bungo. Watch Bungo. Please. Start start at the beginning. Watch Bungo. Start Demon Slayer. Start Demon Slayer. Really good. Fruits Basket is a nice casual watch. If you're gonna watch if you're watching anime with like, I don't know, your your girlfriend or boyfriend or you know, whoever, somebody who's kind of new to anime and kind of skeptical about it, it's like this nice little cute anime you can watch with somebody else, you yeah. know? Which is really nice because sometimes you don't get those. Like I can't just sit down and watch Bungo with somebody who's never seen anime before because yeah. you're gonna be like, what it's going on. Yeah. It's just a lot of information to process. So, yeah. Also, if you haven't watched DBZ, I hope our description of it helped you understand kind of some of what's behind DBZ, mm-hmm. I guess. And maybe inspired you to learn more about it or maybe watch part of it. Yeah. Or at the very least, understand where people who watch anime are coming from when they talk about DBZ, I guess. Yeah. I agree. Well, anything else? Uh, I think that's all. If... People who are listening have any suggestions or like have any suggested topics for future episodes. We're kind of open to talking about whatever. We just selected DBZ because we figured it was a good like starting of like anime is like and like culture as a whole mm-hmm. and like kind of like moving that like starting that with off like our podcast would be a good idea. Oh yeah, and so, if you've got a series you're watching this season that you want us to like jump on, yeah, or if you've got a series that you want us to talk about, please make it like not like if it's like an obscure series. Please let it only be 13 to 26, because Joe and I only have so much time. Yeah, I can't sit down and watch a 150-episode anime like, and yeah. then, like, in a week or anything. Exactly. So, But yeah, so thanks for listening. Once again, this is Brotaku, anime conversation, debate, and analysis for the casual watcher and the weeb alike. So follow us on whatever social media we're on. We have Facebook and Twitter now, and then... More to come soon. More to come, maybe. Maybe. We'll Who see. knows? Uh, but right now, Facebook and Twitter, tweet us at BrotakuPod, I believe. I'll put the links in, like, whatever description. Wherever it is. <laughs> and then, yeah. <clears throat> and that's about it. This is Joan Ron signing off. Bye. <laughs>